Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and today we are going to be going through, um, well, the second part of the update for the Labour leadership election. Um, this should be coming out in the morning of the election and we will be going through all of the candidates one more time, the leadership and depth leadership candidates, um, going through some possible pairings, seeing what's likely to happen and then what those pairings would mean for the party. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to where I left off um, on the last one so I can sort of compile them into a, a larger video, uh, not larger video, larger podcast at the end. Um, so I guess sort of over to me. That sounds a bit weird saying, but here we go. So we're going to move on to now having a look at the candidates for the Labour leadership and the candidates for the deputy leadership and what various combinations um, what various combinations of those would make. Because uh, obviously the announcement's going to be, uh, probably when I put this out, going to be tomorrow or actually today. Uh, it'll either be, uh, I'll be putting this out on the 3rd or the 4th, so we'll find out then. Um, the announcement is on the 4th. Uh, so, the contest has gone on for three months. In many people's opinions, it has gone on far far too long um, a particularly snide comment from Frankie Boyle uh, the Labour Party leadership contest has gone on so long that the bleeping world has ended in it um, summing up some people's viewpoints there um, it has gone on, I don't think many people can remember who was even in it at the start because we had Clive Lewis um, Lee, uh, not Lisa Andy, Jess Phillips uh, and Emily Thornbury, they've all dropped out, leaving the three remaining candidates for the leadership Keir Starmer, Lisa Nandy and Rebecca Long Bailey uh, Keir Starmer is as of now, the favourite um, and speaking just after voting closes on the 2nd of April uh, Keir Starmer is the favourite to be elected in this ballot, um, all uh, party members get a voice uh, in this ballot. All trade union members who are affiliated to the Labour Party get a ballot. And there are also affiliate groups uh, who uh, their members get a vote as well. And some supporters also get a vote. Um, Keir Starmer, the former Director of Public Prosecutions, he is the Member of Parliament for Hoban and St Pancras. Uh, he became a Member of Parliament in 2015. Uh, he was uh, the Shadow Brexit Secretary. Um... He's 57, uh, and he received more nominations from affiliated groups and constituency Labour parties than any other candidate. And he also uh, won the nominations of more MPs and MEPs than all of the other candidates. Um, I'll go into some more detail on him in just a bit. Um, on top of that, we have Lisa Nandy, who's a 40-year-old Wigan MP. Uh, she was actually the second candidate to qualify for the members' ballot. Um, she was backed by the GMB union, the National Union of Mine Workers, and the Jewish Labour Movement, which could be pivotal in any sort of future role she gets, should she not win, and of course could prove to be uh, a tipping point in actually her winning this uh, election. Um, and she also, I believe, was the second most supported candidate in terms of constituency Labour Party branches. Um, 
she was previously in the charity sector and entered politics in 2010 before being part of a shadow cabinet rebellion in 2016, leaving Jeremy Corbyn's front bench after Brexit. Um, rounding off the trio of candidates, we have Rebecca Long-Bailey, the 40-year-old shadow business secretary. She was the last candidate to secure her place on the members' ballots. Um, she got seven affiliates and unions supporting her and 160 constituency Labour parties. Um, she was actually the second uh, highest supported um, candidate from MPs and MEPs, winning 33 backings from them. Um, crucially, potentially, she was supported by the trade union Unite, who were uh, the biggest donor to the Labour Party at the 2019 general election. Um, she is a left-wing MP and she was part of Jeremy Corbyn's inner circle representing Labour on one of the TV debates before the 2019 general election. She actually went up against the then Chancellor, um, Rishi, or not sorry, the now Chancellor, then he was, I believe, Chief Secretary to the Treasury, uh, Rishi Sunak, on one of those TV debates. Um, there is also a deputy leadership race running. Uh, I'm just going to quickly run through the candidates before going back to do a slightly more detailed look at the leadership candidates. Um, that post has been vacant since Tom Watson stood down at the election. He stood down from the role and as an MP. Um, it's up for grabs for... There are now five contenders who are on to the list. Angela Rayner, the Shadow Education Secretary. The Shadow Justice Secretary, Richard Bergen. The Shadow Equalities Minister, Dawn Butler. Um, Scotland's last Labour MP, uh, Ian Murray. And Doctor and Member of Parliament for Tooting, Racina Allen Khan. Um, again, I will go back over and uh, preview all of the leaders and deputies in slightly more detail in just a second. Uh, I want to start with the leadership candidates. Um, so, Keir Starmer. Uh, he was a supporter of remaining in the European Union, um, which critics will say uh, that he is damaged because of it. Critics accuse him of pushing Labour towards its position for the 2019 general election on um, renegotiate and then have a referendum. Uh, which some people will argue, as I said in the first part of this podcast, is the reason that Labour lost that election. Um, those people who support him, however, they would say, well, he was sticking up for what he believed in. Why should someone be punished for that? So, as I said, um, he won his seat, Hoban and St Pancras, uh, in 2015. He has a very strong majority, 17,000, uh, or he did in 2015. Um, in the 2015 leadership election, which of course Jeremy Corbyn swept power in, uh, he supported the now Mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, to become Labour Party leader, um, and was actually appointed as a Shadow Home Office Minister in 2016, um, sorry, uh, in 2015, but in 2016, uh, along with actually Lisa Nandy, he quit his role. Uh, joining another number of front bench ministers resigning in protest, I believe, after the Brexit referendum. Um, he was rehired to the Shadow Cabinet as Shadow Brexit Secretary. Uh, arguments about the EU have really uh, dogged his time in Parliament ever since then. Uh, he did back Remain. Uh, he focused his efforts on pushing for a more transparent government process uh, around the entire campaign. Um, he says 
that he won uh, one of his fights against Theresa May to make her Brexit plans public before she started negotiations. And in fact, he did win that. And uh, he set out Labour's so-called six tests for an acceptable deal. Um, none of those tests, I believe, were met. Um, some believe that he was the driving force behind that change in policy towards renegotiating referendum. Uh, others will say, well, it was a, a leadership decision. It was not just him. Um, he now, however, accepts that the UK uh, would leave the EU on the 31st of January. He said that after the election. Uh, and, of course, the UK has now left the European Union. Uh, he says on that point he will campaign for a close trade deal with the EU uh, with protections for workers' rights to the environment, consumer standards and jobs. Um, his pitch for leader, well, he said, we cannot bury our head in the sand, that we, talking about the Labour Party, of course. Um, he does not want to, and I quote from him, trash the last four years, uh, and he doesn't also want to trash the last Labour government. Of course, he's trying to really stand as the first, uh, as, a, as the largest unifying uh, candidate on the ballot paper. Um, although being in that leadership, he is, of course, tainted by this historic defeat for the Labour Party, um, and perhaps with his critical, uh, his pivotal position in that leadership group, perhaps he is tainted more than most. We'll have to see what comes out. Um, Rebecca Long-Bailey, uh, again, had a little bit of information on her, uh, but she is the MP for Salford and Eccles, and the Shadow uh, Business and Industrial Strategy Secretary. Um, she was first elected in the 2015 general election. Uh, she was actually selected off an all-woman shortlist and won the backing of the Union Unite um, just before um, just before she won that seat. She was one of the 36 members of Parliament to nominate Jeremy Corbyn for the leadership in 2015, and after he won, she was made a Shadow Treasury Minister. Uh, she's worked very closely with John McDonnell in the past, often seen as a key ally around the Cabinet table. Um, and in 2016, she was made Shadow Chief Secretary to the Treasury, before being promoted to Shadow Business Secretary in 2017. Um, she has won large majorities in her seat at uh, all of the elections she has been involved in. Um, she was the last candidate to declare to enter the race to replace Jeremy Corbyn. Um, very strongly left-wing in terms of her relation to the rest of the field. Um, proud socialist, she says Labour needs a socialist leader who can work with our movement, rebuild our communities and fight for the policies we believe in. Um, she's backed by the Shadow Chancellor John McDonnell and Deputy Leadership Candidate uh, Angela Rayner. Um, actually, Rebecca Longbeni shares a flat with Angela Rayner. Uh, she's very supportive of Jeremy Corbyn. She was asked um, to rate his leadership in an interview with ITV. She gave him 10 out of 10. Some will say, well, how can you give a leader who lost the election 10 out of 10? Uh, what would you give a leader who won the election if uh, if a losing leader, uh, in fact, a leader who took the party to the worst uh, election results since the 1930s, how can you give them 10 out of 10? Um, other people will say, well, she is staying loyal to her party leader. Um, Labour has got, in her words, a mountain to climb to get back into power, but she says that Labour's defeat was due to a failure of campaign strategy and a lack of a coherent narrative, to quote from her, uh, rather than a rejection of the policies. Um, she said there would no, not be any return to a, quote, Tory light agenda. Um, I think probably taking a, a stab at the Blair years there. Um, if she were to become into power, 
and on Brexit, Rebecca Long-Bailey again taking a, a swipe sort of at Keir Starmer here saying uh, Labour should have focused on getting a good deal rather than arguing for another referendum. Again, very much tainted, as is Keir Starmer, by the record of the Jeremy Corbyn leadership. She was at that top table throughout all those allegations of anti-Semitism. They will be levelled at her as well. She was at the top table. She was in those discussions. She had the opportunity to voice those concerns and get her point across. She could have resigned if she felt uh, things were not up to it. Of course, the same goes exactly for Keir Starmer. Um, all of the transgressions, if you like, uh, if you see it that way, or the, the missteps of the previous Labour administration or the previous um, Labour leadership are, as you like, on them as well because they were in the room where all these decisions were going on. The final candidate, if you like, the outsider candidate, um, she is Lisa Nandy. Um, Lisa Nandy entered Parliament in 2010 after being selected for the Wigan constituency. Uh, the Labour Party has held that seat for well over a hundred years. She was the area's first female and first Asian member of Parliament, uh, winning the seat with a majority of over 10,000. Um, before she went into Parliament, she actually worked for the Children's Society, a national charity focused on helping young vulnerable people. And um, from 2006 to 2010, she's been a councillor. So if you like, she has um, the longest political experience or longest political life of those um, of well of the candidates standing. Um, Keir Starmer, of course, joining in 2015. Likewise with Rebecca Long Bailey. Um, she was motivated to become an MP after going to a Conservative Party conference. Uh, she told Politics Home in an interview and um, said. Everyone was sure the Conservatives were going to win, uh, and she thought, well, somebody's got to do something about this. Um, and then she stood for the Wigan seat. Um, she sat on the opposition front bench during Ed Miliband's time as leader of the Labour Party. She was Shadow Education Minister, or sorry, a Shadow Education Minister, and supported Andy Burnham in the 2015 Labour leadership race. Um, she initially stayed in the Shadow Cabinet as Energy Spokeswoman under Jeremy Corbyn, but as I said, um, she became one of the a large group of shadow cabinet ministers to resign in protest at his leadership. Um, she said that Mr Gordon was, quote, unable to form a broad, inclusive shadow cabinet, drawing on the best of our movement's left and right traditions. Um, she actually went a step further than most people. She actually called for Tom Watson, the then deputy leader, to take over as caretaker leader of the party. In Brexit terms, she supported the Remain side in the 2016 referendum, but was staunchly a, uh, staunchly opposed to another referendum or a revocation of the Brexit process. Um, in 2019, she said she would consider voting for Theresa May's deal if given assurances on workers' rights, but uh, she had a meeting with Theresa May and said she had not heard anything like enough to support the Prime Minister. Um, when Boris Johnson brought his bill back, she voted for it, uh, for his bill at the second reading, arguing details needed to be debated, um, but also said um, uh, voted against the timetable motion, saying that that debate had to happen over a longer period of time. Um, after the December election, she voted against the bill, objecting to changes made um, after the election campaign that had been made in regards to workers' rights, the environment, and consumer protection. Her pitch to be leader of the party. Um, well, she said Labour needed to win back the trust of voters in former Labour strongholds like Workington, 
Wrexham win back the Heartlands. She said she saw this defeat coming if you just looked at the Heartlands. She said Labour has ignored their Heartlands. Um, that's a strategy many people would say will really cost them the election. Uh, as an outsider candidate, she is much less tainted by the um, by well by the actions of the last Labour leadership, but she is also far less well known. Although I guess she has got five years to try and make a name for herself, or sorry, four years now really, um, should she be elected leader of the opposition, because the next election won't be until 2024. Right, those are the leadership candidates done. Uh, it's time to have a quick look at the deputy leadership candidates, and this podcast is definitely going to run over time. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but there's a lot to fit in. This post is critical, really. Um, the leadership and uh, the leader and the deputy leader, they work in tandem. Um, so much was made about Tom Watson's uh, election as deputy leader in 2015. Um, he was a strong, experienced campaigner. He'd been at the, the top levels of government for um, for a while. He'd been uh, quite experienced in the Labour Party, uh, Good, known as a good political mover. Um, he was seen as a good counterbalance to Jeremy Corbyn's uh, socialism as well. He was sort of towards the right of the party. Um, so you can work in partnership. You can either... Uh, both be from the same wing of the party and drag the party off into one direction, kicking and screaming, no matter what the other side say. Um, or there's also the option to balance out the party. So if uh, a left-winger won the leadership election, um, you could have a more Blairite candidate uh, who has potentially more of a chance winning the depth leadership or vice versa. Um, of course, if they are different, then they can, of course, prove to have power differences. If you split the base of power... You can often find a party splitting as well, which was a worry with Jeremy Corbyn and Tom Watson towards the end of their tenure as deputy leader uh, and leader of the Labour Party. So those um, candidates again, Angela Rayner, um, very, um, very close relationship with Rebecca Long-Bailey, a flatmate and friend, I believe they were at university together. She was a care worker and an official for the Unison Union before becoming a member of parliament. Um, she has the backing of about seven unions and affiliate groups. She's got Unison, the Union of Shop Distributive Allied Workers, or USDOR, and uh, GMB. Um, she looks like quite a strong candidate and is the bookie's favourite. Um, Richard Bergen, at the moment the Shadow Justice Secretary, a supporter of Jeremy Corbyn. Um, again, very much on the left-wing side of the party. He's pledged to continue the current policy agenda. Uh, he's got the backing of, as well, several unions. Um, Dawn Butler, the Shadow Equalities Minister, um, has only one affiliate nomination, but uh, won the backing of a lot of local branches. Uh, she is um, fairly central within the party, probably leaning slightly off towards the left as well. So um, let's be honest, we're not particularly expecting Dawn Butler to win the deputy leadership. If she does, it will be a turn up for the books, but she is still running a strong campaign and we cannot count her out. She has good support amongst um, local constituency parties and they could turn out for her she's no uh, turn out for her um, she is fairly good at representing the government when they come onto media platforms and uh, she's got a decent image as well throughout the nation um, Ian Murray the lone Scottish Labour MP now um, very very few affiliate nominations um, he gained a lot of support across local branches He's a sort of a, a Blairite mould. He's very much towards the right of the party. As it looks like Keir Starmer being the uh, the uh, well heir apparent for the leadership of the party, he doesn't look like he's in with much of a chance. They don't want to pick 
to Blair Wright statement has been is jumping back to the right and trashing the last four years of Jeremy Corbyn's government, uh, Jeremy Corbyn's opposition administration, I should say. Uh, definitely did not form a government, Mr. Corbyn. Um, so it's not looking particularly likely for him to become leader either, but we will have to wait and see on that one. And Dr. Rosina Alan Khan. Um, uh, she is a backbench member of Parliament, a member for Tooting. Um, again, we're not particularly expecting her to win the nomination, but if she does, it will be well-deserved. Again, um, she always comes across fairly well in her interviews. Uh, she does particularly well on, on Newsnight, things like that. And, of course, in this latest time of uh, coronavirus, she's actually been appearing a little bit more as a spokesperson for the Labour Party, as she is still a practising medical doctor. Um, a couple of the pairings you could look out for. Um, at the moment, the favourite is Keir Starmer for leader, Angela Rayner for deputy leader. That would be a good balance. Miss Rayner, um, slightly more left of the party. Uh, Mr Starmer, slightly to the right of the party. Um, I think there are a lot of people who are worried that if we see two hardline socialist candidates, I think the, um, people were thinking of a Richard Bergen and Rebecca Long-Bailey, uh, deputy leader and leader respectively, a ticket such as that would see many of the maybe the Blairite members uh, drifting away from the party. They think the party wouldn't be learning. So it's um, interesting to see what will actually happen um, on the 4th of April. Um, yes, so those are all of the candidates for leader and for deputy leader. <laughs> We're just going to cut this episode of the podcast here, um, as that's all the roundup of the policies of the leader and deputy leadership candidates for the Labour Party. Um, there is an extra section going to be released around the same time. Um, I think it's going to be out in the morning of the 4th of April as well, which gives me a little preview of what we're expecting to happen uh, on the day. And there will also be uh, a large mix altogether of all of the last few episodes of the Labour Leadership Roundup. Uh, but from me, let's say thank you very much for listening to the Pollock Sunbox podcast. Hope to see you around again soon for the next one, and goodbye. Mm-hmm.